We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender at Blender HD, if you want to follow me there on Twitter. And this is the show where we uh, we would normally go over yesterday's slate, but there wasn't any. There wasn't. It's been the end of the All-Star break. It was the All-Star break. We got the home run derby, right? We had that. Then we had the All-Star game. I didn't watch the All-Star game. And then we had we had a day off, right? A day. I thought we had the basketball, right? Basketball on Wednesday right, for the finals. And yesterday, there was supposed to be a game. And then the, the Yankees, the, what, what, everyone getting COVID again? What's going on? Going go on, go on, go on a week's break and people are getting COVID or testing positive. Get vaccinated. What the hell? Come on. Uh, and then and now we're back to, uh, we're back to a, what, a 14-game MLB slate. And it seems like half the spots have, have weather issues. I look at Roth's weather report today. And uh, it's it's a lot of colors. There's a lot of colors. We got a we got a double a double header already. Why do we have a double header on the first day back? Okay, so we got that. Oh, we got two double headers. We got two. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I just got back from vacation. I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Give me those thumbs up. Thummy thumbs. Give me the thummy thumbs. Subscribe if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Daniel Hutchins, Suki Singh, Doug Montgomery, Jerome Lewis, Frederick Dute, Shannon Lambert. Card fans, Apocalypse, Eric Hilfold. Frederick Goode says, uh, what are the odds Blunder went into the lake during his vacation? Zero. Zero. It didn't go in at all. God, I went down to the little dock, the little, it's it's a pride. We, we rented, uh, me and my wife and her family, we rented a big house by the lake in Western Tennessee with a with a private, like you walk down and you have a private like little, little dock area, little platform, I guess. And you could jump in the water or whatever. It's the Kentucky Lake or whatever. And uh, so I did, I did go down to the platform. I walked right down to the platform. But I didn't go in the water. 
didn't go in the water. I'm not going in. Number one, I don't know how to swim, and I'm not going to go in like lake water. I, I, I'll go in water like, like you go go to the Caribbean or something, and like the water you could see the ground, like you could see it, like it's that clear that you could see you could see exactly what you're stepping on. Not not lakes, like you see nothing. You see nothing. There's fish in the lake, right? I don't know. The, the, the kids are going in. They're jumping. Ah, the fish! The fish are at my feet. I don't want to feel that, right? Little fishies or whatever. I don't know. There's muddy, muddy stuff in there. They're, 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 they're having a good old time. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just standing on the, standing on the platform, looking at my phone pretty much. Right. A little, little bottle of water. And then that's it. And I was like, okay, there's the lake. And then you walk back up and you're fine and you're fine. So that, 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 that was my vacation. Uh, but, uh, but no, did not, go, did not go in the lake uh, at all. Uh, didn't even go in the, there was a hot tub there. Didn't even go in the hot tub. Didn't do anything. Pretty much watch TV. I watched MMA. On Saturday, watched the, the Poirier McGregor MMA pay per view, right? Watch that. I mean, obviously, I mean, some of the fights earlier were good, but then uh, McGregor, you know, breaks his ankle or whatever, and Poirier wins that one. So, I mean, that was good for DFS. I didn't do badly in DFS. Didn't do well, but didn't do badly. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that was that was my vacation. But now we're back. We're back on the grind. We're back. Baseball's back. Baseball's back, and it's not really better than ever, but it's back. We got NFL coming up. Hey, we got, we got NFL coming back. We got, I think it's like three weeks until the first preseason game. We got well, we got football coming back. We'll be talking about that also. Remember, this is the this is the DFS pregame show. It's not the MLB DFS pregame show. It's just the DFS pregame show. So whatever's happening, we could be talking about it. Now it's primarily baseball now. But once we get into August, maybe we're talking about football in September and then basketball maybe back. And, and on Friday, sometimes it's MMA. Sometimes we'll talk about MMA or PGA. Got the Open, the British Open, as, as we would call it, going on. So we can talk, we can talk about whatever the hell you want. But, uh, but today, today I want to show off uh, some new features for Lineup HQ, okay? We got some new features, right? Is it that big, big features? Is it stuff that you may, you, I don't know. I don't know if I'll use them. Uh, I want to show one that I think was added two weeks ago, but I never really like showed it in case you need it. Okay. It's in the build rules. It's this new minimum fantasy points player threshold in build rules. Okay. They cleaned up some of this stuff also. So that this is good also. Uh, minimum fantasy points player threshold. Like if I put in like six here, that means anyone under a six projection, it will not use. Okay, this is a time saver. This is not, I mean, you don't need to use this. This is a time saver for, let's say you look in the fan, you look in the player pool, right? And you don't want to play. Let's say we take a look at, I mean, we have a lot teams with no totals. What's going on here? Let's look at Seattle, for instance, right? Let's say, okay, let's say you didn't want to play anyone under, uh, you know, 6.3 or something. Well, let's look for another team that has, you know, some really bad, here fives here here's some fives so let's say let's say like i don't want to exclude anyone that's you know do i have to go through all the lineups and exclude guys that are like five point projected or something maybe i just make it that anyone under six like just doesn't use at all it just did you don't even have to bother excluding them so you could use the build rules minimum fantasy points player threshold to set that okay this is also good like uh if you notice especially like a half an hour before lock. We have like late lineups, right? We have like, oh, the Dodgers don't have a lineup in or the Angels don't have a lineup in or the Giants. And 
like what will end up happening is that once the lineup gets confirmed, like a couple of minutes later, the lineup HQ team, the, the Roto-Grinders team, uh, so, you know, puts in the starting lineup and anyone that wasn't projected is now going to be projected in, in, you know, in the, in the projections in lineup HQ. And sometimes you get, you know, that the ninth hitter is 5.2 or whatever. And you don't necessarily, you know, want to even play him, but do you have to go back and, oh, let me make sure that that guy is excluded or something, or you don't get him as a one-off. Like once you said, if you just make, make six, you know, five, six, whatever you want. Maybe on FanDuel, it's higher. Maybe you only want to make play uh, uh, lineups with uh, eight is the is the minimum. It's a quick way of doing that. I mean, this is not something that you just do on a slate-to-slate basis. To me, this is a time saver. So instead of having to go through team by team or player by player or whatever, or just sort, right? You, you go, you go, and you you go all, and you you sort by fantasy points. And you're like, ah, oh, do I want any of these like do I want, do I want no more Mazzara in my lineups? Do I want Reese McGuire in my Toronto stacks? Well, if you want one quick way of doing, of making sure that they're not in, you find, you know, okay, here's the spot where I, where I cut it off. So if you want that, and that's especially useful for like right before lock, when sometimes, you know, a, a low projected player may be confirmed in the lineup and uh, you end up, you know, you're, you're building 150 lineups and you end up getting three of him for some whatever reason, based on, you know, how the projections and the ownership work out. And uh, you're like, why, why is he a one-off in three lineups with a, with a, a 4.9, you get a, a Sebi Savala, three Sebi Savala one-off lineups, right? Like that, and you don't want that. Maybe you do, but if you, if you don't want it, then it's easy to just use the minimum fantasy points threshold and, uh, and, and set it there. Okay, other thing that was just added, I mean, I just know I just noticed that they released it. I mean, so this this is new, new. Okay. I mean, I, I was testing it previously. It's these bump buttons. We're just calling it bump. Bump up and down. Bump up and down. Bump up and down. Okay. Now, if you're building lineups, like a lot of most, most of what you're controlling in your lineups is going to be through this min and max exposure percentages, right? I want at least 20% uh, Tatis and 60%, whatever. You're using stacks, right? You're using the stacks and you're going, I want X amount of, you know, certain stacks, you know, with the, the, the construction type, that type of thing. But if you're, if you're stuck in a, in a way where you're getting too much or too little of someone and it's hard to do it with the uh, min and max, a lot, the best way, the best way to, to make sure you get more or less of someone is to change, change the player's projection. Okay, because that's what the that's what the optimizer is doing. Essentially, the optimizer, its sole job is to give you as many of these median fantasy points that are in this column, right? It's 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 solving a knapsack problem. That's all it's doing. If you set nothing, if you set no other settings or anything, it's just gonna give you the top, it's gonna give you the top line, right? It's gonna give you whatever's there. Let, let, me, let me put in, right? It's just gonna like it's just gonna give you this line, right? We have some Dodgers because they're in cores, right? It gives you a four for Dodgers, Duffy and Heaney, like whatever these whatever these columns are, right? Uh, and then until you tell it otherwise, if you tell it that you don't want any Dodgers, it's well, uh, well I can make a lineup that's one twenty one point two two, but you're telling me I can't have four Dodgers in my lineup, or I can't have Rowdy Tellers or whoever in the lineup. I'm gonna make the next best lineup. I'm gonna make the next best. I want a five three. That's the highest like this. Well, 
I can make 121.22, but since you need 5.3, I'm going to, I'm going to now go to the, you know, whatever settings that you have and still try to build you the best, the best median fantasy points cumulative lineup and then build you the second one and then build you a third one and build you the, and then it's like, oh, well, I can only have this guy in half my lineup. So, oh, well now I can't put him in that lineup. So that's what that, that's what the optimizer is doing. So by changing the median fantasy points, the thing that it wants to solve for, you know, solely will obviously change the amount of times that you'll have certain players in lineups. Now you could change them manually. That's what, that's what I do. And I mean, that's what I did until this new feature. So it's like, Oh, I'm getting too much Justin Turner or something, right? You go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to bump him down to 10.5 and I'll get less of him. Right. It's true. The projection should be 11, right? Right. It should be up there. Right. Max Muncy's 11.89. I'm getting way too much Max Muncy. Well, you bump it down his projection. You put him down to 11 or 10.7 or whatever you want. And maybe there's a player that you want a lot of. Maybe it's like, oh, I want a lot of Jake Cronenworth. Uh, and, you, and you're putting in, you know, a 22% uh, exposure. You're trying to get him in, trying to get him in. And he's still not appearing in enough lineups. It's like, well, we'll change his projection. Instead of a 9.26, bump him up uh, 9.76, right? Now it's, now it's obviously half a point. The optimizer is going to try to, it has more points to jam in. So you could do that. But what happens when you do this is that now you're changing the actual values, right? If you want to go back, if I change a whole bunch of these projections, like, well, now I'm not using, like, I'm not using the bad projections anymore, right? Doesn't mean you have to, I mean, you could do it this way. But another way to do it is, is using these bumps, right? Bump down, bump up and bump down. Go to minus five, up to five. Now, what this will do behind the scenes is change the player's projection. So that's essentially what you're doing. I believe it's a 2% increase. I believe. I don't, I, I, I haven't, I don't know what the, the confirmation is of that. I believe it's 2%. He's at 2 or 3% for each bump, right? So if a player like, say, say Justin Turner's 11, nice even number, and you bump it up one, his projection would be right now, like what? What's 2%? 11 times 0.02 right? Times 1.02. His project, he would go up to like 11.22, right? That, that's 2%, right? If you bump him up twice, that would be like going up to 11.44, right? You bump him up five times, right? That's going up to, you know, times 12.1, right? So if we, let's say we built lineups right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on one. I'm going to just put 20 lines. Right, just to 49 to five, whatever, no running exposures, we're good, okay? And let's say, let's say we're, we're building five X lineups, just, just, just for argument's sake, right? Just for argument's sake, okay? So we're gonna build under default. So we're just building five X, whatever the best five X lineups, give them, give them to me, right? Give them to me. We get a ton, ton of the Dodgers, obviously, okay? Getting a ton of Duffy Ray, here's the top lineup. 120.56. We don't have any ownership or anything. Who knows what the hell? We may ownership may not be accurate until right before lock with all these games that may be postponed. And who knows? Who knows what's going on today? Uh, but we get oh, okay, ton, ton of uh ton of Dodgers, right? So we get Bellinger, Betts, Muncie Smith, and they get Kiki Hernandez, Starling Castro as a one-off, Jorge Soler, 
right? Against Keegan Aiken. Okay, that isn't that bad, right? We're getting some of this. Like, who are we getting a lot of that maybe we don't want, right? Do we want a lot of Starling Castro one-offs? Now, what I could do is I could say, well, I want to cap his exposure. I could do that. Or I could choose to bump him down. Now, one thing that would be useful uh, here, maybe I maybe I should give that feedback to the to the lineup HQ development team, is that the bumps should also be in this on this page also. Because that's my first first reaction, right? To go, okay, I'm gonna bump this guy up and bump this guy down without having to go to the player pool. But that's one thing you can do. So let's say, let's say we look at the lineups, we want Starling Castro. Do we want all these Bobby Dalbeck one-offs, right? Because he's 2,200 against the Yankees, right? Are we getting, are these going to be chalk? I don't know. So let's say, let's say we're getting way too much of Solaire. We're getting way too much of Dalbeck. Now, what we can do is obviously just set, set an exact, right? So only in 20%, only in 40%, something like that to get more diversification. But some people aren't necessarily comfortable using mins and maxes. Again, things get awry. You to still get too much of someone because of some other constraint. So you just go and you could bump up and bump down. So let's say, let's say for instance, we're getting way too much. Uh, let's see, Solaire. Let's see, Solaire, Dahlbeck, and Castro. And maybe we're not we're not we're not getting enough Mookie bets in our st- right. We're not getting enough Mookie bets on the Dodgers. I know he's in half the lineups, but whatever, because he's the more more expensive Dodger. Right, Gavin Lux is really cheap. He's like 3,200 today at shortstop. So let's do that. So let's go. And instead of using the max exposures, we're going to go to Boston and I'm going to bump down Bobby Dalbeck against Jermon, right? He has a great point per dollar value. But let's say I'm bumping down three. I don't want, I don't want 40%. Maybe I want to bump him down minus five. Maybe Kiki Hernandez. Right at second base, bump him down one. Then who else do we get? Oh, it's Castro, right? Oh, I don't, yeah, he projects well, but maybe bump him down. He's at third base, bump him down three. Maybe Mookie Betts, uh, Solaire. We also have Solaire, right? He's showing up way too much, right? It's like, okay, well, Solaire projects extremely well, right? For his part, because he's 2,900, bump him down three. And then go to LAD. It's like, I'm not getting enough Mookie bets in my stacks, right? Because you can take a look at the point per dollar value, and this is the reason why. You're not getting enough Justin Turner, right? Maybe you're not getting enough months. Maybe you want to make sure that, like, not, not everything is Gavin Lux and Cody Bellinger. So I'm going to bump up bets by three and Turner by three and Muncie by three. Let's see how much that changes, okay? In 20 lines. Okay, so now we're getting all the Mookie bets, okay, and M- Muncie, and a lot of Turner, right? We're actually getting less of Lux, right? Because we're, we're changing this projection. And you go, oh, okay, now I'm getting way too much of Andy Ibanez and Cole Calhoun, right? Because you're trying to fit cheap guys in, right? So you take a look at this. And you go, okay, how do, how do I get less? I could, yes, I could. I could obviously cap a max exposure. Let's say I don't want all this. I, Ibanez, I'm just getting as a one-off too much. Or Tellez. Or Gamble. Right? Ibanez, Tellez, Gamble. Let's, let's do that. 
But may, maybe you want to play one of these guys. Maybe you want to play a lot of them. Maybe you want to get Tatis in more lineups. So just taking a look. Vidal Brujan is he's probably 2K. That's right. He's coming up. Maybe you want to get Bogarts. Maybe Bogarts. Maybe someone like that. Is that the shortstop position? Because if you're not playing Gavin Lux in the, as many lineups, you're going to either pay up for like Tatis and Bogarts is only like 4,700. So let's do that. So, okay, who do we want to go down? See, this is the reason why it should be on this page also. I'm going to, I'm going to submit. I'm, I'm on the lineup HQ team. Obviously, I'm just user feedback, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't code or anything. I don't do any of this. So we want uh, Ibanez and Gamble down and Bogarts up. Okay, so let's go to the Rangers. Ibanez obviously projects extremely well. I, I don't want him as a one-off in a million lineups against Robbie Ray, even if he's batting second. So I want to bump up, put him down. Minus five, minus five. Gamble, is he still hitting the ball? Tilts the hell out of me. There's Pittsburgh. Who knows if this game is even plays or whatever. He's 2K, right, against Stroman, batting cleanup, right? So bump him down, minus four, screw it, okay? And then who do we want to bump up? Who did we say? Who do we say we wanted more of? You want more Tellus? Is that what we wanted? Who do we want? Oh, Bogarts, right, okay. A little bit more expensive shortstop. So let's go to Boston. And bump Bogarts up, right? Because he, he actually projects point per dollar wise, actually projects the lowest out of all the Red Sox. So let's say we want to put we put him on put him on four. Now we build lineups. Now obviously it should reflect as you get less Ibanez and more Bogarts. Right? Here, Bogarts and at 40% of my lineups. Obviously, I'm getting all the all these stacks are gonna be Dodger stacks because I'm not I didn't cap any of that. Right now, I'm getting a lot of Sergio Alcantara. Right, so obviously this is another way of using, you know, like instead of using max exposure, because I could just go and say, look right here and go, Sergio Alcantara, get out of here, ten percent. Right, I could do Cole Calhoun. I don't want more than thirty percent in whatever lineups. Right, I want more Pollock. I want maybe more Ga Gavin Lux. Maybe make sure to have thirty percent in my stacks or something like that. Right. I'm still getting Ibanez, even bumping him down. Still getting Dalbeck down here. Maybe I don't want, I don't want 100%, right? So I, there I put 80, 80, 80 at most. I don't want anyone in 100% of my lineups. So I do something like that, right? Make sure. I mean, this is the way to do it with minning max exposures without having to go and just bump up and down players. But they could be used in tandem. It's another way of doing it. See, you're right. See, I'm getting only 80%. So it'll be a little bit more diversified. Lux, I'm still getting a 30%. You know, Alcides Escobar, Cal Raleigh. What's going on here? Is everyone 2K today? I think everyone's 2K today. I'm still getting all the Danny Duffy, right? Oh, I'm getting too much Danny Duffy. You could either cap him or you could bump him down, up him, up and down. You could use all these bumps, ups and downs. It'll change the projection, sure. But if that's if that's how you want to make the lineups. Now in these lineups, we take a look. 
The actual projection should not change. Right? Cody Bellinger, 11 point. Who, who's someone that we bumped up or down? Mookie Betts, 13.31. Right? We go to the Dodgers. We could see here. We bumped them up three times, right? 11 point, we could solve it right here. 11.88 times 0.06 times 1.06. That 13, no, actually, no, we bump them up even. Let's see, what would be three? 1.12? Yeah, that would be, okay. So the bumps are point are 4% each, okay? So it's not 2%. You can do the calculation, right? If 11.88 became 13.31, that would be 11.88 times 1.12. And since it was bumped up three times, that means each bump is 0.04. Okay, so it's 4%. So it comes up in your projections because you bumped them up. That's That would be the projection, 13.31. Obviously, in addition to this, if you want to create... I mean, obviously, if you want to change the range of outcomes, you know, 10%, right? 10% is linear, right? These range of outcomes means that on a run, whenever it builds one lineup, it's going to build all the hitters. It's going to either do 10%, somewhere in between 10% less or 10% more. So for this Mookie Betts example, right? Let's use Mookie Betts without a bump, right? It would be 11.88, about 12. Right, just to make it easy. Let's make it even easier. Let's let's let let's if it's 10, right? Let's say Will Smith, right? Is about 10, which means if you put the range of outcomes like you could always do, it'll treat it as nine to eleven, somewhere between nine to eleven, randomly, on each run of a lineup. So sometimes it'll be projected at nine, sometimes it'll be projected at 10.6, sometimes it'll be projected at 9.4. So it gives you like natural variance. Now, but if I bump them up, three, right? 10.18 times 1.12, that gives them a projection. Instead of 10.18, it's giving a projection of 11.4. And then from 11.4, it'll do 10% up or down, right? So all these bumps are doing is just adding or subtracting 4% of the projected value without actually having to change the numbers in this column. So if there are players that you want more, that you like more, right? It's like giving a thumbs up. It's like giving a thummy thumb to one of the players. You could do this instead of messing around. You, I mean, you could do both, but you, you, could, you could likely do nothing. Like if, let's say, let's say we try it out without using the mins and maxes. Right on the Dodgers. Let's say I wanted diversification on the Dodgers. Okay. So let's reset. Let's reset this. Reset all MLB setups and show you how you could build diversified lineups just with just with the ups and downs. Just with the ups and downs. Okay. So we're all we're all good here. Right. Everything back to normal. Right. We want more unique players, right? I guess for diverse lineups. Obviously, the Dodgers are, gonna, are projected the best. 
So let's go to the Dodgers and bump up just their players, right? No one else in the player pool is being bumped up and down. Now you could always tell because it's trying to give you the most amount of median fantasy points, the higher point per dollar players are going to be jammed into more lineups. So really like at the bottom, $5,200 Chris Taylor, we get five, maybe Turner, we give four, three. Let's, let's do it this way. Let's do it completely linear. Like, let's see if that, that'll do anything. Pollock, zero. Bellinger, minus two, minus three. Do something like this. Right, bump them up. Right, because we're giving the lower point per dollar players bigger bump. So we're getting, you're doing this so you get more diversified. So we're not getting all the same lineups. Because let's say if we didn't do that, Okay, so let's go, let, let's compare the two. Let's use one unique player. Let's just go really, let's go 20 lineups. We go back to the player pool and we do it with nothing. Just to show the difference. Okay, so build 20. I gotta, I gotta do something. Okay, is this, okay, 20. Should be like we saw before with Lux, Bellinger. Where's Lux? Why aren't I getting any Lux? I should be getting Lux. Oh, because I didn't do, okay. I got I, I got to do the stacks. I got to do the stacks. 5X. Okay. Still not. Why am I not getting Lux? Did I change his, did I change his, uh, let's see. What, what, what did I go wrong here? Gavin Lux. Should be fine. Let's see. I should be getting all the Lux, right? I mean, that, that should make sense in the Dodgers stack. I mean, they have a 6.75 total. And he projects as 2.64x. Is there anything that I have in that, that is causing me not to get it. 100% Dodger stacks. Let's see, five, oh, five X, 100, there you go. Okay, here we go, 95% locks, okay. Okay, we're back in business. Okay, but we get no Taylor, right? We got Smith, Muncie, Bellinger. We got a mostly Lux, a lot of bets, Turner, and then then nothing. One, two, three, four, five, six. So where's Pollock? I don't know. Where's Pollock? Where's Taylor? Right? I have twenty Dodgers lineups, and Pollock and Taylor go nuts, and I don't have any of them. But let's say, like, you could use mins and maxes, but you could also just go to the go and bump up Chris Taylor by four, bump up Justin Turner by three, Muncie by two, Betts by one. And then we're not getting enough Pollock, so we got to bump him up, three. Maybe Bellinger down, Lux down to minus three. Will Smith seems okay, right? He seems okay in that spot. All right, but we get a lot, a lot more, maybe bump up Taylor to five. Right, and then let's build 20. 
Okay, we're getting Turner, Muncie, Smith. Bets at 95, we're getting 65% Taylor, 40%. We could look, sort by team. Now we're not getting any Lux and Bellinger because we, we put them too low, right? Bellinger and Lux, right? But we did the exact opposite, but just by bumping guys up and down. Let's say, right, look at the point for dollar value. So not that much more than Pollock. Move him down. Maybe move Bellinger at minus one. Move Lux to minus one. Let's see. Do we get all of them in? Do we get all of them? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We do get all of them. Lux is only in one lineup. This is a way, like, Lux should be popular. This is a way of not getting as much of it, right? Lux and Bellinger, even less. Let's say we kind of bump down the other guys a little, a little bit more. So Taylor, Turner, Muncy, Betts, Pollock. Maybe a little bit more even now. Okay. Yeah, Lux, Paul. Okay. Bellinger is 50%. Okay, this is a little bit better. Right? But you could see here, you could play with you could play with this all day if you want. So we didn't have to use mins and maxes of anything. You just go in and bump up and bump down. And that'll just naturally, that'll just naturally change the projections of the players. The downside to this is obviously the projections are going to show those bumps here. So when you're comparing lineups, I mean, it's, it's not the projections that you're using anymore, right? It's not, you know, the bat says, uh, you know, if the, if the bat says, Pollock should be 8.9 and you're bumping them up 4%. Like it's going to show in your lineups as, as what? Is it 9.3 or something like that? Not 8.9. Yet if you use mins and maxes or whatever, then it'll show the actual projection. Just realize that. But this is an alternate way or a quick way bumping up guys you like, you don't like, Getting too much of gives you a little, a little bit more control. The one, the one thing that I'm gonna have to give feedback is that it should also be on this page, also. Right? They're gonna put the min and max exposures here for you to change them. You would put the, the bumps, the bumps here as well. We need more bumps. We need more bumps on this page. Let's go through the YouTube chat. If you got any questions, feel free to type them in. Type of it's casual Friday, right? We haven't been here in a week, right? You got a week's worth of questions. But I wanted to show, I wanted to show off some new features in lineup HQ. Let's see. A1 beast mode. Can we go over strategy for 716 like the title says? Well, what, what strategy can we go over when we don't know half the starting pitchers, don't know who's going to play, and we don't have ownership? Okay. Wig three, would ownership influence with players you want to bump up or down? Or if just thinking a player will do better and worse than projected? I wouldn't, neither of them would. Like I said earlier, the bumps up and down, I, I don't, I don't use, I wouldn't be using. At the point in which you're using that primarily, 
the way you should be using it and the way that 99% of people will use it are, are completely different things. To me, you use bumps, ups, and downs. Once you've already determined the lineups that you want to play and you're just not getting enough diversification. But the actual lineup, like, I'm not going to change the projection of the lineup. The projections are the projections. I want a lineup that shows to be 120 median and X ownership to be what it is, not what I'm altering it. I have no opinion. Why would I like someone more? The, the, the projections are the projections. If I'm getting too much of someone, that's why I, that's why I'll use the max exposure. I'll use mins and maxes. So I get more or less lineups with certain players in them, but actually changing the projections if you're using it once you already have the types of lineups you want, then that's fine. Then you don't care about what these numbers are, right? You've already determined that you, I'm playing, I'm playing 20 lineups and I'm playing 10 Dodgers stacks. And I've already determined that, you know, I'm going to play the ch chalk Dodgers with some low price pitcher. And that's how I get, you know, my ownership down. Then at that point, it's just a matter of what five guys are in your Dodgers stack. Are you going to have Chris Taylor? Are you going to have Gavin Lux? Are you going to then maybe use up the bumps up or down if you're having problems getting diversification between your lineups. But before building the lineups, I would never change the projections. And what's the point of using the projections if I'm going to override them? Right? Even like, even I don't even add varying. I mean, like even the, the, the range of outcomes, I, I don't even use. So like these bumps ups and bumps downs, yes. If you feel more comfortable using them to get the lineups that you want to make, sure, go for it. But when I'm building lineups, I mean, I'm, I mean, one of the main things that I'm looking at is, is what's the total ownership and the total projection. So if I'm saying that I'm going to bump up Charlie Morton from 20 to 25, like obviously Charlie Morton lineups are going to be higher projected. But five points out of that projection is me moving it up. I don't want, I don't want my, any type of bias or anything. Why, why should that show? Right. I'm bumping up Cody Bellinger by two, by 8%. Well, obviously the projections are going to show like that. That's why I use mins and max exposures. I don't necessarily use the bump, but once you have the lineups you want, aren't you like, okay, these are about the lineups I want. I just want a little bit more diversification. So you've already gotten the range of projection and ownership that you want. So the numbers don't matter. You're already, you're already in that range. The numbers are not going to matter that much. So feel free to change whatever projection you want at that point, but not before that, at least not for me. Du, 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 du. Chris Galligan, sorry if you've already answered, does the boost increase by a certain percent? Yes, we figured it out. It's 4%. Originally, I thought it was 2%. No, it's 4%. If you do the math, it's 4%. So every bump that you give it is 4% up or down. So if you bump it down five, minus five, I mean, that's minus 20%. That means you're going to be taking off 1.6, 1.7 from his projection, right? And if you bump it up five, it'll be plus 1.7 points. It won't change it. I mean, it won't like, you'll see, you'll see here, it doesn't like move the actual number, but the number that is sent to the lineup builder, sent to the generator that generates lineups will be the higher number or the lower number, whatever that number is. 
So you don't have to change them manually. But like I said, once you start changing a whole ton of projections, then all these totals and all, all everything that you're looking at from a lineup perspective as a total lineup is going to be flawed. Right. If I bumped up and down, you know, half the player pool. Oh, this lineup projects for 130 points and it's only 80% owned. This must be a great lineup. Yeah, but that 15 points out of that projection is you bumping up five of the players in the lineup. But it projects well. Yeah, because you you moved it. You moved it. <laughs> right? It's hard to say. It's like, I like, I like the, I like, I mean, if you went in and you just said, I, I like the Red Sox tonight. And he bumped everyone. If you just physically bumped everyone's projection by 20%. Obviously, they're going to show, obviously, oh, they have high projection. Yeah, because you moved it. They aren't projected that high. You bumped everyone up 20%. So these lineups, remember, my, my whole thing is lineups, not players. So like if you're looking at, at full lineups, like this number is going to be completely off. You're going to find, if I really like this 1% owned guy and I'm going to bump him up by 20%. And you're going to find, oh, now I can find lineups that are have as high a projection as the optimal and have half the ownership. Yeah, because you, you bumped up a 1% guy by like three points. You did it. The projections didn't do it. You did it manually. So that's why I said, once you're in the range, once, you, once you're like, okay, I got, I, I'm building 20 lineups, 50 lineups. And I got about what I want but I'm, I don't get it. And I got too much of a guy or so like in a stack. I want a little bit more diversification inside of the lineups. Then the bump up. And then, then the difference between this number going up and down one point isn't going to matter. You already have kind of the 50 lineups you want to play anyway. That's what I'm talking about. Let's see. Anything else? going through jock peterson to the braves yeah well i mean they're gonna need to replace marcelo zuna is he ever is he ever gonna play again i don't know chad cool is listed as the starter for the pirates okay so it's not jt brubaker this is what i mean this is why this is why i mean some of these we don't even have betting lines i mean we don't even know who i mean we have projected pitchers adam wainwright will start for the cardinals is that it was that normal is that what we were expecting right i don't know you're like, you're talking about like you want, oh, let's talk about strategy for tonight's slate where we have 14 games. We got, we got like half the games have some type of weather issue. Uh, we don't have any of the starting lineups. Some of the pitchers aren't even confirmed. So like what, what, what strategy could there possibly be? I deal with evergreen content, stuff that you could use no matter what, even if it's not a baseball slate. So what am I supposed to say? Look at the projections. It's not complicated. Who should I play? Well, who projects better? And then compare that to the ownership. It's not complicated. This isn't complicated. This is not a complicated game. It looks like the Yankees are going to play today. Looks like it. Looks like it. This is what I mean. What's going on today? We have no idea. No idea what's going on today. Roth is going to be a pain. It's going to be a pain for him. Right? Because Texas at Toronto, that's going to be a good game, right? Toronto has a high implied total. Right? Do they want to play wet? Do they want to play wet? Who knows? 
Milwaukee at Cincinnati, scattered thunderstorms. Probably you're not playing much out of the the, the double header. You see, you see what DraftKings did with the Twins. They they, they priced them down for the for the double header. I I I hope they're going to do that more. I mean, we take a look at the the, the twin salaries today, and there you'd be like, why why aren't I playing them? Donaldson's three point nine, Larnick two point six, Cruz four point one. All these guys under three K, and then you realize that you yeah you, you're only getting seven innings, but at least they're priced. At least they're priced for that. The problem came in with the the, the double headers, the seven inning double headers. Is that the sites wouldn't would price them as if it's a normal nine inning game, and you'd be like, "Well, why am I? Why Nelson Cruz was fifty four hundred? You'd be like, why, why am I doing that for potentially, potentially two at bats, but probably three, but probably not four or five. Well, you wouldn't pay fifty four hundred for that, and they and obviously they go low owned for that reason, rightfully so. But now once you start pricing these guys even lower. Then now, now they go down. I don't know about stack. I still don't know about stacking. But now they could become more of an option. But maybe it's just a one-time thing. They'll forget about it tomorrow, right? There'll be some doubleheader and some guy will be priced 6,200 on that team. And just, you, why would you play that? But they still the same thing with the, the cores, right? Everyone's good, right? On, on the Dodgers, they priced everyone pretty good. Except for basically Pollock and Lutz. Right. 3,200. We forgot about him. Oh, sorry. Oh, and he's at shortstop, which is a kind of a semi-weak position. Whoops, there you go. Eighth hitter. That's why I think about stacking, you know, if you're going to stack the Dodgers, don't don't stack them with Lutz and play cheap pitchers. I mean, especially if the, if the Blue Jays game doesn't play. I mean, the Blue Jays are expensive. Other than the bottom guy, I mean, you can fit BGO in. The Oscars 4,400, you could do it. I mean, it's expensive stack. But once you knock, if you knock out the Blue Jays, I mean, that just means more ownership will go to the Dodgers. Some of these games don't even have totals in it. I'm just looking through here. Right, you're probably going to playing bats in this game, the Mets-Pirates game. Right, the Red Sox Yankees should be fairly popular. Although they're, you know, they're they're the Yankees are priced a little high at the top. Eh, I guess so. Aaron is Aaron Judge isn't gonna play. We don't even know what's going on with the Yankees. Who knows who starts for the Yankees? You're right. We don't even know. They're testing positive for, for COVID. They have Jaron Duran, right? He's he's coming up for the for the Red Sox. Red Sox stack is cheap. So yeah, they'll be popular. If we just look at the stack projections, we can see here, right? From a point per dollar value. Right, Red Sox, Mariners against Heaney. I like that, if, especially if Heaney's going to be owned. The Nationals against Paddock, he's cheap. Paddock's cheap, he's looked horrible. Angels against Flexen, Rangers against Ray, especially if he's going to be owned. Right, we take a look at take a look at some of the, the bat pitching projections. He projects fairly well. Yeah, Heaney, yeah, Heaney's up there against uh, against Seattle. Ray, right? Ray, yeah. If the chalk's going to be Ray Heaney, I mean, if you take a look at these stack projections from a point per dollar value, I mean, Heaney is Seattle to Texas. I mean, because they're cheaper. 
Would I do both in the same lineup? No, probably not. But depending on the ownership, if he, you know, I love, I love playing. Chalk Heaney is not a good thing, typically. 30% Don Heaney. I'll, I'll play some Mariners. Same thing for Robbie Ray. Even though I trust Robbie Ray more now. Danny Duffy against the Orioles. I mean, yeah, the Orioles are fairly cheap also. A lot of leverage opportunities today. So if Duffy's going to be owned, you can play the Orioles. Paddock, is he going to be owned against the Nationals? It depends. I mean, he's like 6,300 on, on, on DraftKings. You would think he would project better. Just looked horrible. I mean, it's a 14, it's a 14 game slate currently. I don't know what it's going to turn into. This is the only thing that I could talk about strategy wise. I don't know. I don't know if half these pitchers are even going to pitch today. I mean, that, that that's what I mean. This guy's going to pitch for the it's McCullers pitching for the Astros. They could change that, right? They changed Brubaker, right? Who knows? We don't. Frederick Duke said, shouldn't DK also price up the pitchers with a higher chance of a complete game shutout, like for the seven inning games? I don't think that matters. Eh, maybe marginally. A lot of pitchers don't even go seven innings. Right? So if they, like, they would have to go seven innings and be on the winning side for it to be a complete game. The complete game is what? Two and a half points or something? Something like that. So how often does that happen? 10% of the time or something? A quarter of a point? I mean, like, how much, how much, how much more priced up should they be? than they already are. They're primarily getting, you know, strikeouts and stuff like that. So like Eric Fetty, oh, he goes seven innings for the complete game. I mean, how many strikeouts does he get? How, how much more priced up would he be in that instance? I don't think it matters that much for pitchers, at least. For hitters, obviously. You're missing two innings of the game. They can only score points if they're, you know, they're batting. Ah. Uh. Let's see. Is there anything else before I get out of here? For casual Friday, casual Friday, baseball's back and it's, is it better than ever? Hey, uh, hey, uh, baseball's back. No, we still got the same crap, right? Pictures we don't trust. Cheap hitters for no apparent reason, right? Oh, how, do, how do you not play Heaney today? Well, well, we'll see when Seattle puts up six runs in the first inning. Right. Ray, we may not even be able to play, right? Right? Because if t- the Toronto game gets rained out, like that's that, that that's gonna be the biggest thing on tonight's slate. What happens in this Toronto game? If they postpone it, if they postpone it before lock, if they like it's all different instances. You have to realize in this Toronto game, it's it's going to be one of the higher owned stacks and one of the higher-owned pitchers for the Blue Jays, and directly related to Coors, to the Dodgers. If you wipe out the Blue Jays, that just means ownership is going to go even more towards the Dodgers. So it depends on what the status is before lock. Because right? this is an early game. It's 7.07. Like if they say, oh, we're, we're starting in a late, you know, late start, based on Roth's weather report, if they start late, that's worse for them. But if there's no announced delay, if they start on time and then get like washed out in the third inning or something, 
they'll probably be as owned, they'll be as owned as they probably should be. Are people going to be scared? Who knows? But that's going to affect the ownership of everyone else on the slate. If these Blue Jays hitters and Robbie Ray, so once you take them out, I mean, the hitters, you don't mind that much because then that just means more Dodgers. But Robbie Ray means like, where does the where does the pitcher ownership go? Does it go to Morton? More on him, the more Heaney ownership. Does it go to Duffy? Then we have the Cincinnati-Milwaukee game. Does that play? Do people go to Woodruff and uh, is Woodruff even pitching today? Oh, Hauser's pitching. This. See, this is what I mean. They're, ch- they're changing the pitchers. So who knows? Maybe Molly gets owned more. We don't know. Is anyone going to pay 10-3 for Gaussman? Based on his record this year, they probably should. But he doesn't project all that well. So we don't know. But that's going to change the whole thing. That's why, you know, I'm coming at, you know, 11.50 in the morning. Like, what the hell do we know? We don't know anything. We know nothing. We know nothing. That's why we tackle general DFS strategy here. That's why we do that. I wanted to show up some new lineup HQ. Things that if you want to use, you can use. If you don't have any useful use for it, then don't use it. I showed you how you can use it. Is it something that I'll be using a lot? No, but it, if you find it useful for your process, if it speeds things up, then use it, then go. We give you that option. So hit that thumbs up button. Give me those thummy thumbs. Thummy thumbs on the way out the door. Hit hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got, we got, it's a normal day today, right? We got Grinders Live coming up later today. Got crunch time for premium members. Right, so sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. NFL's coming up, so you get NFL, you get PGA, you get MMA, you get all the sports. NBA when it comes back, right? You got the, you still got the playoffs, right? So get the combo premium. You get everything except for NASCAR. You get access to the to the Discord. There's a whole bunch of people in there. I answer questions in there. I'm in there all the time. So sign up Roto Grinders Premium. Click on the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. Got best ball stop, right? Eric, Eric, Eric's just best ball crazy. Eric Bime for. He's doing that. Got tons of stuff going on here at Roto Grinders. And the DFS pregame show. It's back. It's back, baby. After a week. So uh, so so I'll, I'll sit. We're just it's constantly just whatever. Whatever it is, every day. That's why I'm here, right? Mondays through Fridays, 11 o'clock Eastern. For the DFS pregame show on Roto Grinders. Dot com.